Isabel Scribe is a member of the Pimichikamek Cree Nation, also known as Cross Lake in northern Manitoba. Isabel is a fluent speaker of the Swampy Cree language. She and her husband Charles raised their children in ceremonies and with traditions. Isabel provides culturally responsive counseling, therapy, indigenous ceremonies, and empowerment through storytelling, workshops, and sharing circles. Lisa Muswagon is a member of the Pimichikamek Cree Nation, also known as Cross Lake in northern Manitoba. She is Nakota Cree and grew up in northern Manitoba, the Interlake, and Winnipeg. Her parents, Isabel and Charles, raised Lisa and her siblings in ceremonies and with traditions. She picked up the hand drum to pass on the legacy of storytelling. She's on the path of breaking cycles and is learning Cree to teach it to the next generation. Dancing Lisa Maswagan at the Sniga Sun, Pimichika Mak Nina Oche, Esquel Squa Homanina. Hello, my name is Lisa Maswagan. I'm from the Pimichika Mak Cree Nation and I'm a Cree woman from northern Manitoba. And I am here with my mother, Isabel Scribe, and I'll let her introduce herself. Dancing Nina at the Sniga Sun, Isabel Scribe, Pimichika Mak. My grandpa would say, you're a Yeah, meaning swampy Cree. Good day to you all. And how's everybody doing out there? I'm so glad you found some time to join us and to come learn some Cree with us. Um, it's been very exciting lately. We hope you had a chance to tune into the last episodes because this episode we want to talk a little bit more about ribbon skirts. It's been something we've been seeing a lot lately. Our Indigenous young people and Indigenous designers are reclaiming their gifts and their talents and they're making ribbon skirts, ribbon pants, ribbon shirts, almost ribbon everything. And it's, it's, we're living in a very exciting time right now. But we also wanted to share some, I guess some of the traditions and teachings that we know, that we're sharing, that we learned. So other people out there might have their own different interpretations and understanding depending what tribe they come from but me and my mother wanted to share what was shared with us. So we wanted to bring that to you today and talk about ribbon skirts in a traditional um, setting and contemporary. So I'll let my mother go ahead and talk about the traditional skirt wearing. Okay, today we're going to talk about uh, ribbon skirts. It's part of us to wear skirts in uh, ceremonial ways or events that are very important to all of us. Most of the time we wear normal clothes at home, but these special times is what we take out our regalias. I call it a regalia because this is part of our part of me, you know, because it, ha it represents our colors. 
it represents uh, the spirit of you and it carries you and call upon the powers to be to help you and I'm very thankful to share some of the knowledge in this way because uh, skirts are very sacred not just in a in a in those events, but in a ceremonial way, Sundance way of life. Everybody has their own way of doing things, their style, and uh, the magazines as well come with it. And it's very sacred, sacred of the sacred, I call it. <laughs> as Indigenous people, we all carry a spirit name. Everybody has a spirit, but in our culture, when we're out to seek our spirit name, we are given colors as well. And so sometimes like the ribbon skirt will represent the colors of their spirit of that person, right? So that's, that's the traditional sense of it. Like if we're going to ceremony, I would wear my colors. That comes um, with the spirit name that was given to me in ceremony when I was young. And there are a lot of people that are learning to claim their spirit names again, their Indian names, so to speak, their indigenous names. So like we each have a spirit and it, and it has a name. So that's how important like these skirts and, and regalia mean to us because it's attached to our spirit. Yeah, so that's part of the traditional scent. Now, Mom, how do we say skirt in Cree? Miskutakan. Miskutagan. So Miskutagan. 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 That's how we say skirt. That's how we say skirt. Ribbon cream. That's how you say ribbon skirt? No. Sinipan is ribbon. Okay, so so sinapan would be ribbon. ribbon. Or ribbons. And then so how do we say ribbon skirt in Cree? Sinipan biskutagay. Sinipa sinipan biskutagay. Ribbon skirt. Sigatan biskutagay. Sinipan, Sinipan, Miskut, Miskutagan, <laughs> Miskutagan, isn't Miskutagan, yeah, Miskutagan, yeah, Miskutagan. Okay, how do you say ribbon again? Sinipan, Sinipan, Miskutagan, Sinipan, Miskutagan, Sinipan, Miskutagan. 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 Sorry, I had to correct ourselves a little bit there. <laughs> Thank you.
so yeah, so the the importance of a ribbon skirt, right? And so there can be many other issues that come with it, but right now we just want to share the basics and the basic understanding. And yeah, if any challenges come, we'll take it up on a <laughs> No, just kidding. Okay. One of the things I must warn you, like the, the young girls out there, whoever comes to our our ceremonies, you know, like our events, you know, and they say, wear a skirt. You got to wear a skirt because the elders, they're going to watch you, you know, elders, because there are always elders around and they say, she's not a lady if she's not going to wear a dress, you know, like that, you know, so it's, it's respect. So that's in her time, but in my time, in my time growing up as a contemporary hand drum singer, I would go in just my normal day clothes or dress up really nice in my day clothes and I would go and I would have elders come up to me and say, where's your skirt? Why are you not wearing your ribbon skirt? And for me, it bothered me a little bit because of my generation and time, right? So, so that's why I mean people sometimes have these conflicts and now we have a newer generation who have other thoughts and ideas. So, so there's always that, you know, with the skirts, which, which actually brings me to um, the contemporary style of skirts. Like, like i don't think dresses or skirts hit the households until like pub well they were always in the household that was the mod to be modest and whatever it was wearing a, a skirt or a dress right that was ladylike that was prim that was proper like as time started going on i think it was um in the 30s or 40s that's when the skirts started going out publicly and men didn't like that when women were wearing skirts like 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 okay, we all know what the what the the baseball uh, the baseball show when they all were coming to wear skirts people had a problem with that because their uniforms were in skirts so kind of like that scenario hey like it seems like there's always the controversy around the skirt because of modern times and then now with the time now, right? So like there's other topics like skirt shaming and blah, but that, that's a whole nother area of talking that we don't want to get into. So today we're just stick, sticking to the basics because I know some young people might question that. And so we're sticking to the roots of the skirt and a ribbon skirt. In other words, too, this is very important. This dress is so important to our elders. You have to be a woman. You got to be a woman. Dress like a woman. Be a woman to your children. Be like a woman, you know, your life giver, you know. So the dress is a symbol of, you know, all that. And the elders, they're, they're very uh, persistent on having a dress on all the time, but nobody wants to, but in special occasions we do that, you know, we have special dresses that we keep. Well, even in powwow dancing too, um, they're all wearing like dresses or skirts, right? And so um, um, on, I guess another traditional aspect on the dress or the skirt would be like the jingle dress dance. 
right? And in powwow, we see, if you're at a powwow and you see the dress with the cones, that's actually a healing dance. And um, the, the women would wear at 250 cones or um, they'd have a, a number of how many cones they want to wear on their dress because the story is, is that um, uh, there was sickness in a family and so a, a jingle dress was made and they began dancing in that, in that dress and so they became healed in that way. So that's how the jingle dress dance came about to be in powwow, right? And so um, that's part of the healing ceremony and, and whatnot. So skirts are very important in our traditional ceremonies. Although we get challenged by re recent, like newer, the newer generations, but still, like my mother said, it is a form of respect for the elders, for the old people. Because um, like even, even when you look at traditional pictures of people in our culture, they have buckskin dresses. If you go to a, a sundial ceremony, you're going for a healing ceremony, you're going to dance for someone that has cancer, right? So it's very sacred that you get your colors from the elders, the, the medicine people through the spiritual ways. So what we do is we go give tobacco. Okay, I want to dance for my sister, this. And then we do a ceremony that the spirits would say, these are the colors you need and the, the color of the dress. So I go in and dance for four days, no food, no water. So, so it's, it's very important, yeah, sacred, sacred of the... Yeah, so in ceremony, I guess the numbers, I guess the not, what your dress looks like in ceremonies would be what was given to you or what you were told to wear by the elders in ceremony, with a ceremony they had for you to prepare for that dance. That's what the dress would represent. And then most of the time I, saw four, I see four different colors. The four nation colors that we hang out the Sundance Way of Life. It's the red, white, black and yellow. Yeah. The four colors. So that red, the yellow color represents the sun, you know. The white represents, you know, the morning, yeah, that's the sunrise. The, the east, right? And then the white represents the south. And the black represents the west. And the, the other color, red, represents the, the north. So, so sometimes people use those colors. You know? Yeah, to rep represent yeah. all nations. And then there's another healing colors too. It all depends on the ceremony, like a doctoring ceremony. You don't use black, you use blue, you know, red, white, and blue. So there's always protocol, yeah, there's I protocol. guess, depending on the circumstances. And then usually you'll be given your colors and how it should look through a traditional ceremony. Now getting into more contemporary, like um, sometimes people just have the gift to sew, they have the talent, they have the, um, the gift to envision what something should look like, right? And so now we have a whole, um, um, we have a, 
indigenous designers that are growing out there very quickly. And uh, I've had opportunities to work in the fashion area and working with some designers, even them too, they have their own protocol and ceremony of what their clothing should look like, right? They have their own envisions. They do their own thing to have that connection to build the vision for what they want their clothes to look like, right? And so that's where they would start developing their fashion. So some might have 10 ribbons, 20 ribbons, different kinds of ribbons, right? It's all depending on the gift of that person, right? And what they envision for that to look like. Yeah, so um, our young people, again, they're, we're, we're reclaiming our traditions and culture. And so that's why lately you've been seeing a lot of ribbon skirts, beaded earrings, beaded hats, beaded moccasins, you know, and now we're having them as, you know, like I, I, fashion accessories, but more like, um, like saying who you are. Yeah. At the same time through this, right. And also with Powell regalia, um, whatever their beaded wears, like even Paolo Regalia, they someone might have um, a vision to dance or they might go do their ceremony for dancing powwow and they actually will get a vision of what their regalia should look like. And that's what they're doing dancing at like powwow and that sacred circle. Yeah, yeah, so it's, 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 it's healing, it's ceremony, there's traditions in it. And there's um, contemporary, I guess, uh, ways through their own gifts. In them days, we never had things like this, right? So in those days, we used to use uh, birch bark for tobacco offering, you know? The colors, birch bark red, you know? Stuff like that, colors. So that was our offering to God, you know? And then, and then the hide, of course, came from the animals, you know. It's a very sacred moment. It's nothing to, uh, it's, it's, it's what we had, you know. That's all we had, you know, those days. But nowadays, they can just do whatever. <laughs> yeah, people make whatever now. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. So, but us as uh, older people, we know, we know the protocols. I remember even one time hearing from um, another lady in the community that like the drum represented like the woman's skirt. So that's why you could never tip your drum upside down because you always had to have it, you know, respectfully and proper. And so, you know, like not to leave your drum laying around. And so there's also stories and attachments that come to the skirt, yeah, so it's not just the skirt. <laughs> it's not just the skirt, it's a related to uh, the teepee teachings. Okay, this is a, when you look at a teepee standing up, well set up, wow, it looks like a woman's skirt, you know? Yeah. So that teaching in there with a the woman's skirt, there's, there's family, life, mother's a life giver, right? She has kids, so she wraps around her kids like this, you know? So that's family, love, compassion. Yeah. The teepee represents that in that circle. So it's like a skirt hugging everybody in there. 
Yeah, all well, the ceremonies going on, and then your feet are planted to the ground through your moccasins, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not just a skirt, there's a lot. So how do we say moccasins in Cree? Moccasins? Are you... <laughs> oh, hey. You caught me on that when I got sick <laughs> So while she's thinking about it, like, so, like I said before, there were no, like, clothing started coming with the residential school, right? So you wouldn't have a, a word for shoe, right? So they would, they would um, use the root word and add to it. So, like, muskisna would be, like, your shoe, right? Or, um your your hat would be like hat hat and then how would you say shirt in Cree I don't know I used to hear these words a lot I can hear it in my head but I got it's bring right it up there but it. it just can't come out yeah but other than that back to the skirt um <laughs> how do we say skirt again Kiskutagan. <laughs> yeah. You can say that too. But in the Cree language where I'm from. <laughs> There's more to it, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so so just to just to debrief on all that we talked about today, we wanted to talk about um, the ribbon skirts, how important it is to our culture, to our traditions. Um, we mentioned the colors and how important that is to our culture and traditions, as long uh, as well as powwow, right? We see we see people dancing in their regalia and their colors it could be their spirit colors so depending on the circumstances if it's ceremony or a social gathering right we bring out our traditional regalia and traditional gathering and our contemporary regalia and social gatherings like a ribbon skirt today like we are today like today is an event and it's a special event because we have an opportunity to share our culture and teachings and language with you. So we're wearing our ribbon skirts. It's been really fun. Um, I, I'm, I hope that you were able to gain some knowledge from us. And uh, we are just grateful to be here. And thank you for joining us again. I just want to say thank you to, to all the people that are in here supporting this language program and I hope it helps you understand us as indigenous people so we can share because we live in this turtle island <laughs> that we have to share and understand each other through language of course through spirituality There's no goodbye in in, in Cree. So you so have say, greetings. We'll see you later. Kitam yes. yes. We'll see you again. Yeah.
Umaltikultural is located on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the national homeland of the Red River Métis. 